Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Mackie D the Poet and my podcast is all about politicking and poetry. So tonight um, I'm going to be talking about black hair, um, black women and their relationship with their hair in particular. Um, And so um, during the end of this segment, um, I might give y'all a little bit of poetry. I'm not sure, but let's just begin. So first I want to talk about my own relationship with my own black hair. So as a young girl, um, I started off with a very unbalanced view of my hair, you know, um, my family would tease me often about my hair. They would say, A is for Apple, J is for Jack, Mac ain't got no hair in the back, literally. And they would say that and torture me with that. And um, <laughs> they gave me a complex, you know? Like, I know kids, they don't realize that teasing, it manifests into something else later. But I definitely had a complex about that. and I And I always felt kind of like, ashamed about my hair you know um so my mom because she had three boys she didn't have a lot of experience with doing a little girl's hair so I always had my hair in the same hairstyle I had two ponytails they stuck up like from the side of my head you know most of the time um and I wore that hairstyle all the time and I hated it and I didn't have any input because I was a kid, you know. Um, and so when I got a little bit older, I, she started to allow me to have braids in my hair. And so I would get my hair braided and things like that. And eventually I learned how to braid my own hair. But the braids, um, they were kind of like, uh, how could I put it? not a cover-up but the braids were like a crutch for me instead of me finding cute hairstyles with my own natural hair i relied on the braids because they gave me the length they gave me um the look where i would feel cute or pretty or whatever without actually showing my natural hair and even though braiding is an african kind of thing um the way that I had my hair and the way I was using it, it kind of was doing the opposite for me. It wasn't like culturally cool. It was more so like I was being able to hide my hair, you know? Um, so during that time growing up, I I realized at a very early age that virgin African-American hair was considered untamable and unsightly. So most women during that time were putting perms and hot presses in their daughter's hair and I remember that if you didn't like have this really long voluptuous hair that you were considered bald-headed like if your hair only went to a certain um you know maybe if it went to like barely your shoulder and you didn't have a bunch of hang time then get into an argument with somebody at school and you get called bald-headed real quick you know you (laughs) it's just it was such a horrible thing to go through as a young girl you know it was really it messed it messed with a lot of young girl self-esteem and it definitely messed with mine and so um 
you know, it also made me, it just, it, your hair at that time could either give you the stamp of approval of beauty or it could subtract from it. Literally, it could subtract from you. So, you know, and historically, if we're going to like bring up history or whatever, historically, way before my time, black women literally were forced to um, acclimate to white standards of beauty and what that can and, and what they considered to be acceptable and modest for the workforce. So being natural was pretty much out of the question. So then you have a little bit of that history too. And that I'm sure that that history was back when my grandmother was young and, you know, and things like that. And then of course, you know, she teaches her daughters certain things was appropriate or what is acceptable out in the world. Cause society puts a lot of pressure on us to kind of fall in line with certain things. And, and then that idea, that ideology gets turned into this thing that you just pass on to your children, even though we may not be living in that kind of societal structure today, right? Not to say we not, but I don't know. You know what I mean? You guys know what I mean? So now if you fast forward to today, if, if we're, if we fast forward to now, there are, we're living in a time where, um, hair has become, um, this booming business, right? And not that it wasn't always a booming business, but right now the front lace wigs, regular wigs, um, weaves, the sew-ins, braids, whatever, all of those hairstyles, not only does it cost money to like buy the hair to do the hairstyle, but it costs a lot of money to put this shit in your head. You know, if you go to the Africans, they charge about three, $400 for like a braid that's as big as your middle finger, which is crazy. But anyway, um, the business is huge. Originally though, a lot of other people who don't even wear that hair made more money off of it. The Chinese people um, and other Asians, you know, Indians, whoever, people who were getting these beauty supplies and um, and just like different nationalities who don't even wear this hair, they would set up these beauty supply places and they would get our black dollar because you know, they could, they had the money to, they had the money to open up these businesses. They seen that it was lucrative and they've been dealing the hair to us. And like dope, black women are spending money to hide some black women. Let me not just, let me not generalize like that. Cause I don't want people to listen to this podcast and be like, I don't feel like that about my hair, you know? So let me just say some, because I know I have had my moments of feeling like this, but some of us, we will spend top dollar on the hair represents your insecurity. So that's what you're spending money on, right? Like if you can't take that shit out of your head and wash your hair and just look in the mirror and still see like that you're beautiful, you're paying two, three, four hundred dollars or a thousand dollars 
on some Brazilian, some um, whatever the shit is called, at, you know, to look a certain way that is not authentically who you are. Like, for real. At some point, we have to strip that shit out of our head and, and look at ourselves and be like, all right, like, all right, this is this is me. Whether your hair is long as hell or super short, God gave that to you, right? And so we have to get to a point to where we can see that beauty in us regardless to all the other stuff. And, and you know what? I'm not saying that you cannot... Um, switch it up and get cute and like do something different with your own hair and or put a weave in here and there throw some braids in here and there that's all straight that's fine but that that's all cool once you've gotten grounded within yourself that you look good without that that that's cool once you feel like you can do that you know um and I do blame white people to a certain extent because white people are the ones excuse me America is 77% white people and in America most of these states are rural like hillbilly kind of places right and they have thoughts about they don't really know um, they don't really understand like African Americans beyond I guess like the stuff that they might see on TV or maybe the one white black person that might live in their town you know the one brave black person that might live in their town they don't know and um you know we kind of like the commercials the media everything is kind of talking to them so when you're looking at these commercials with um shampoo or with stockings or whatever it's really soliciting to the the audience of Americans is pretty much mostly white people and so the standard is for them you know long hair and this and that Africans true Africans in Africa a lot of times some in certain parts of Africa their hair won't grow long because it's hot there you know and God is very, he's a very smart, intelligent God. He's not going to put you in a, you know, you won't be living in a climate and then you have all this freaking hair that's going to make you even hotter, you know? So the bottom line is, is that people, wherever they're from, that's their bodies work in line with their environment. So that's a lot of us might not have all this long flowy hair because it's, it's, we don't, you know? It's not in our DNA. And who's to say that somebody else's standard is the right one or concrete or should be for you, you know? We have to start looking at ourselves and being accepting of ourselves as is without all the bells and whistles and extras, whatever. And I'm not saying that to just you guys who's listening to this podcast. I'm saying it to myself too as a reminder so that I'm, so that I can um, be strong in that as well. I don't. I I want to practice what I preach. I don't want to be a hypocrite. So, um, anyway, moving right along. I was watching. I mean, I was on my um on my Facebook scrolling through, and I seen a picture 
of this black chick and she had her hair um, in its natural state. It's like wild or whatever, you know. And then there was like two white people, a woman and a man, and they both were like kind of touching her hair and they looked amazed at her hair and stuff. And she had this uncomfortable look on her face. And I'm sure a bunch of you guys probably have seen this, this picture that it was like um, viral or whatever. And so you could see a lot of different people's opinions about it. Like, um, hell no, nah, don't, you don't touch, she's not an animal. You don't pet her. You don't touch her hair. And um, I would have knocked this person out. They touched my hair and I get it. Like, um, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm not like this circus act where you, oh, wow, like black hair. Let me tell you. <laughs> You know, like, don't just walk up to me because at the end of the day, right, if you're that like astonished by black hair, that means that you are not, you're not very well rounded or well versed in people in general. How do you live a whole life only dealing with other Caucasian people and not really, or whatever your race might be and not really mingling or trying to understand other people? I mean, like. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. And um, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that. But what I can say is that I'm not shocked that, um, you know, other races, they are like really intrigued by our hair. But what I am, what makes me feel bad is that um we are not as intrigued by our beauty as we should be. You know, I think that we should be we should be more in tune to us and to the things about us that comes natural. So I wrote something in my book. Um, it's called Black Girl. And I want to share with you guys. I know that um, those of you who have purchased my book, you probably have already read this. But um, it's like a poem slash, I don't know. I'm just dropping a bunch of facts um, throughout. And um, I want to share it. And I hope that you guys um, really like this because I, I put a lot of thought into it. So... It's called Black Girl. Black girl, you know this life ain't fair when beauty means bleaching skin and wearing Asian hair. While sitting in front of the television taking braid extensions out of my hair, a Pantene shampoo commercial comes on. The white woman in this commercial has thick dark brown hair that flows past her shoulders. It's a lion's mane. Her hair gave her a certain type of attractiveness and femininity that I hadn't seen or felt while wearing my own natural hair. Was it the length or texture? As I stared, I realized that her face was mundane, but her hair gave her a societal stamp of approval that some weird part of me yearned for. And this hair was attainable from purchasing a $5 shampoo. You gotta be kidding me. Black girl, this life doesn't have to hurt you. Find your virtues. Find your virtues. If at any time you need to be reminded that you are black, run your fingers through your kinky hair. 
and my community. This is called nappy hair. Not the good curly stuff that mixed girls and some fortunate non-mixed girls have. Nappy hair is the hair that some of us hide from the world because our insecurities are deeper than our pride. A lot of black girls are taught early on by their peers and the world that we do not meet beauty's requirements. We understand the message when we are shopping for Barbies and baby dolls, but can only pick from white dolls with long blonde hair. We understand the message when we are forced to get our hair straightened, either with heat or perm, for it to be more manageable, but also to be more accepted. The heat and chemicals ultimately will ruin the natural state of the African-American hair. We carry the shame of our hair and treat it as a scar, all the while becoming huge consumers to the hair business. The hope is to grow our hair long or give the illusion that the texture is straight or wavy. We prove time and time again that we are our biggest, our biggest hair critics, essentially believing European beauty is standard. It is the biggest lie some of us black girls believe. Black girl, you know this life of sin when they make you shame your black hair and skin. How can you live with the pain within? A black woman by the name of Christina Jenkins patented the process of hair weaving back in the 50s. The oldest known wig wearers date back to the Egyptian times. Even in ancient Greece and Rome, kings and queens both wore wigs for aesthetic reasons and to not appear as weak leaders. So for centuries, hair has been of huge importance, grace and stature. Even the Bible says that a hair, that hair is a woman's glory. The women, we women of all colors feel the greatness in hair, right? However, black women are suffering in a unique way when it comes to hair. But why? Black girl, this life doesn't have to hurt you. Find your virtues. Find your virtues. In 1966, the Black Panther Party formed and was a huge part of the civil rights movement. The Afro was a part of showing strength, power, resilience, and unwavering beauty. The Afro is the black hair in its natural state. It comes in different textures of kink, varied sizes, thickness, and color, but each Afro is beautiful and bold just the same. Uncovering our beauty and revealing it to the world in a bold way force others to acknowledge our uniqueness and accept us in how God created us. The Afro is poetry. Black girl, you are the first woman created, your beauty divine, your hair an understatement. And in time you will see and believe that your hair gives fruit like Eden trees. Thank you for tuning in um, to this segment of Politicking and Poetry. Um, I appreciate the support. If you are interested in purchasing my book, which has poetry, micro stories, and quotes, you can um, buy it from Author House or you can purchase from Amazon.com. The book is called The Tampering of My Soul, and it is by Mackenzie DeCure. Um, I will holler at you guys later. Take care.